You are listening to the Tribe Podcast that inspires young adults to live the best life ever. We are a global community that through conversation brings answers to the most common struggles of our generation. Welcome to the Tribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tribe Podcast. I am so pumped for today's episode because we have someone very special with us. She is an author, a pastor, a life coach, and an amazing all-around human being. So with us, we have Karen Cook, everybody. Karen, how are you? Tell us who you are. I am really, really well. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's actually sunny in Hereford in the UK today. So I'm smiling, which is great. Yes, I'm so for this Indian summer. Just the last couple of days of warmth (laughs) to squeeze in. Bring it on. I love it. Wendy, I was supposed to be in France and they locked down France. I was supposed to go to Cambodia in May and that didn't happen. So I ended up in Scotland in the rain. Oh, what a contrast. (laughs) Well, how has your lockdown experience been? I know that uh, you had a season with your family moving, with uh, your kids and your grandkids and you kind of isolated together. How was that? It was a really amazing time. Actually, we decided just before the official lockdown happened in March, we could hear the rumblings happening um, on the news Mm -hmm. on social media. So we said to uh, my daughter and my son-in-law and my two grandkids, how's about you move in with us? And um, it was like a three-month Christmas. We ate too much. I love that. We had G&T in the evenings. Um, We played lots of fun things in the garden because it was beautiful with the boys. And we honestly had a great time. Mm -hmm. The Tuesdays, let me tell you about our Tuesdays. Sean and Joff were uh, recording on Zoom and on Zoom with the Academy. Fionn was recording in my bedroom all of the global kids stuff. Chris was working in another office, running his social work. And I'm trying to hang out with locations in another room. And we're also trying to keep a one-year-old and a three-year-old quiet. It was interesting at times, guys. Come on. Can we do three seconds? What a handful. saying thank you. Thank you so much for this family. You are incredible. We love you so much. Yeah. It's such a family of just amazing amazing people um but that sounds like a great experience i love that and you know i think lockdown everyone's experience was different so it's good to hear that um i always love to hear people that were able to celebrate with people together had a great family time maybe even a restful time even though it was stressful a bit you know as as i can hear but again there's that you're surrounded by love and that just sounds amazing um but we also know that that's not necessarily everyone's experience and so uh that leads to today's topic actually um and i was wondering Caleb, do you want to introduce today's topic for come us? on yes so today we want to basically talk about how to um battle our thoughts during the global pandemic um so we are just aware that uh, for us i i think for everyone obviously this season was definitely stretching uh challenging in many areas uh, but we know that w- for all of us, we probably had to go through some battles in our mind. And we are just interested how we actually can do it, how we as a young adults can um, effectively, um, yeah, fight with the wrong uh, thoughts and also make, making sure that in our mind we're staying healthy. So that's what we want to talk about today. Yeah. And especially the reason why we thought you were perfect for this, Karen, is because 
you know, as a life coach and a pastor, I'm sure that you, you see the kind of the trends of, um, of what people are going through. Um, and you have like that firsthand experience of seeing how people maybe battle with anxiety and different things. So have you seen this year a spike in people seeking advice on anxiety in your work? Yeah, I mean, it's been everywhere, hasn't it? So I have noticed it within a church context. Please, guys, mm. Christians are not exempt from anxiety. And mm, yeah. I think that's really important to acknowledge. The Bible does go on to say things about anxiety, but we're not exempt mm -hmm. from the feelings of being anxious. Um, mm. Also then, within um, my family, yes, there's been, you know, situations where it's been a struggle. And I'll explain a little bit more about that in a moment. But also during the pandemic, I signed up because I'm a qualified social worker. I actually signed up um, because the UK were asking for social workers who weren't currently working as social workers to sign up to fill some gaps. And so I've also wow. been going out into the community and working with some of the most vulnerable people in our community. Um, and the specific team I've been working in is children with disabilities and chronically sick and their families. And so honestly, guys, I have seen it all the way through from leaders in church to the most vulnerable in our society. And mm. it's, you know, we deal with it every day. This, these anxious mm. thoughts will come, but you know what? I know that God is the answer. Um, and so, yeah, I've seen it all around me. And particularly, I think, yes, I've seen it face to face, but also social media. Oh mm. my gosh. Right. Wow. That's the thing. That has been something that God has challenged me on in reducing mm. the amount of watching that I do on my phone. Yeah. I think we can all definitely relate to that. I mean, no other generations have had to face that, I don't think, to that extent. The, the access to so much information, your brain is constantly stimulated. Um, it it's something completely new. I, I don't think um, anyone has have to has had to face that magnitude of overstimulation, um, mm. which obviously affects affects your mental health in a way. And do you have an experience this lockdown of where you had that mo those moments of having to really face your 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 anxiety that your mind was racing? Absolutely, Wendy. And I think for me, it's been a real wake up call. So um, I think anxiety attacks anyone at any age. This is not, yeah. a, this is not um, for the elderly or teenagers or 40 wow. and 50. The enemy will use anxiety to debilitate anyone at any age. And so Incredible. for me, you know, I hear a lot, obviously I follow a lot of people on Instagram. Um, I follow a lot of people on um, Facebook. And uh, for me, that was something that God was really challenging me on because mm. I was absorbing other people's anxieties. I, wow. was, I was taking on the issues of other Incredible. people. Because the thing is, what we do when we scroll and we see someone who may be struggling or um, may have an issue at this moment in time, my heart is open and then my heart goes to that person but I can't do anything about it. They may not even live in my nation. And so then my default is, I've got to do something about this. And God is saying, mm -hmm. why, Karen? 
Why? Just because you've seen something on an Instagram post, on a Facebook message, why is it your responsibility? Are you the savior? Are you the one that needs to fix everything? And it surely got to a point, Wendy, where halfway through August, God challenged me to put that phone down because my soul was not equipped and not created to take on everyone's issues. Yeah. The more people you have that you're following on Instagram, the more people you have that you're connected with on Facebook, the more anxiety that you're absorbing or absorbing that you were never meant to carry. Mm. And that's not being selfish. That is protecting yourself. Yeah. This you is so good, Karen. You have to protect your own heart. You know that scripture where God says, um, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I pretty much get the second part. I'm down with that. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I think I'm pretty good at loving my neighbors. Whether Come they're on. in this, whether they're in my street, whether they're in my church, whether they're in my nation or other nations, I am pretty good at reaching out. What God mm-hmm. challenged me on was, what about loving yourself, Karen? Mm. What about detaching yourself? What about... Wow. Spending time caring for your own soul because mm-hmm. your soul wow. is getting ravaged by anxiety of other people. Incredible. Yeah. So it's been a huge journey. And I'd love to, at the end of this podcast, just recommend a book for everybody that has really been a game changer for me. Come on. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear. Um, Carla, were you going to say something? Yeah, I, I was just thinking... Um, for me, I always thought that I'm kind of like a strong mentally guy, you know, that I will never have to maybe face too much anxiety in my life. I think in this season, though, um, where these thoughts were coming um, around kind of maybe some pressure and insecurity was coming through just not knowing what about the future. And with that, you know, because during the pandemic, almost every week, probably in every country, there were changes, changes around what we can do, what we can't do, changes in other countries that maybe there is our family or maybe some of our friends or our, you know, church from, um, yeah, our church as well. And just, you know, planning, we had a lot of plans with Deb. We meant to go to the UK. We meant to go to Poland to see our family. I mean, we went to go on a wedding to our friends, actually three weddings during this year. Wow. Um, you know, and also it was uh, also related to maybe some uh, work and business that we have. And suddenly, you know, all of it changed. And one week uh, they say, you can do it, actually. You know, it's possible. And the other week is they changing it again, because obviously you can't predict what's going to happen. So I think um, I had to face a lot of um, dif- maybe yeah there was a difficult time from your pressure when basically I was thinking like okay what's going to happen next month how I can plan next month what can I expect when it comes to our budget when it comes to um, things even that we want to see this year happen even like leading people in church you know what's going to happen next month I think that was um, the pressure that I had to face and it's interesting isn't it because during normal times, whatever normal is anymore, but pre-pandemic lockdown, we would read the type of scriptures that says, don't worry about tomorrow. Today's got Mm -hmm. enough worries of its own. 
And that scripture for me has just come alive in this moment. I am such a planner. Mm. Caleb, I get it. I'm like anticipating like 12 months ahead. I'm booking holidays. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're going to do this. This is what I have want for Christmas when, you know, we're just coming out of Easter. And I am a mm. constant planner. And one of the things that God has really been showing me during this time, and, you know, I shout out to all of you planners out there, all of you number one Enneagrams that like to have it right. Come um, on. And I would say... Don't worry about tomorrow. Wow. Seriously, seriously, guys, enjoy today. <laughs> if you haven't, if you are able and you haven't even gone outside and taken a breath of fresh air, get outside. Mm. If you can see through your windows trees or flowers or an ocean, or even if it's just the, the other people the other side of the street embrace those times and those moments outside of yourself because mm -hmm. lockdown and anxious thoughts will take you inside yourself mm -hmm. and god is saying yes you need to care for your soul but actually the the another commandment is love god and love others look out Look not just about your own circumstances, mm -hmm. but the circumstances of others. So that don't worry scripture for me was really, really key because we can't plan. I literally, mm -hmm. as we are recording this podcast here in the UK, another major city, Cardiff, has just been locked down. And, you know, mm. there are people in that city and we can talk about the mental health issues. We can talk about anxiety, but also it's down to businesses. It's down to economy. It's down to, guys, the simplicity of I was having my hair cut in Cardiff next week. Now I can't <laughs> yeah, do that. It's true. That is, that is devastating. So when I turn up at the table, everyone is going to see my roots. This is a devastation, <laughs> you know? We can be anxious about major things and minor things, but we it's have true. to get things in perspective. Well, when, when it comes to the minor things specifically, for example, I find my experience during lockdown um, is a bit similar to Caleb in the sense where I, I didn't think that I was actively anxious. I think during the day, mm -hmm. I tried to fill my days. I tried to be productive and I was able to kind of distract myself. Um, but then for me personally, I have this thing where as soon as my head hits the pillow to go to mm. bed, it's like something in my brain, just it's like a, a button and it, my mind goes crazy. And I know a mm. lot of people had weird sleep patterns during lockdown, even like maybe crazy dreams or uh, just struggling to really just shut your mind off because it's a very fragile time, isn't it? When everything is stripped back. And so you have time to think and you can't distract yourself. What is a practical thing that can shut off your mind in those moments? Is there an off switch? And what is the off switch? This, this is a great, great. question. And, and this leads me to recommending this book. I cannot recommend this book enough. And it's by a guy called John Eldridge. And, it and the heading of the book is Get Your Life Back. And I took this book um, on holiday with me um, at the end of August and we went to Scotland and it was raining. So I couldn't see very much on the tops of the hills. So I read this book, which was great. But this in this book, one of the things he talks about is the word pause. Right. <laughs> How many. 
many of us in life wake up in the morning, we switch on our phone, we're looking at Instagram, we're looking at Facebook, we then go from that to breakfast, we go from breakfast, we get on the bus, we go to work, we do our work, we come home, we go from one meeting mm. to another meeting, one Zoom call to another Zoom call, that email to that email, and we mm. don't stop. And the so only true. time that we stop is when we lie down in bed. Yeah, And that's so it. then, when you haven't dealt with all of the things in the day, they then crash down on your mind as you put your head on the pillow at night. Oh my goodness. And so what he is saying, and it's something that I have adopted, and this is a current thing, guys, and I'm telling you now, it has made the biggest difference in my life, is he talks about the one-minute pause. Mm, come on, Karen. Before you do anything else, take one minute to pause. So <laughs> in the morning, when you get up, before you even get your head off the pillow, one minute. Mm. And there is an amazing app that he's created that links with the book called the one minute pause download it guys download Come it when this podcast finishes and what he does is he will talk you through and you press a button it's very easy a one minute pause to stop your mind from racing and to focus on jesus mm. then he goes to a three minute pause a five minute pause and a 10 minute pause and he talks you through i'm telling mm. you now that when i started doing that before Every meeting, before the next email I send, I take a one-minute pause. And I say, mm -hmm. I give everyone and everything to you, God. And I mm. say it again. I give everyone. So if I'm going into a meeting that is difficult, and I'm going to be working with people that's difficult, I give them to you, God. They're not mm. mine. They're yours. They're your children. I give them to you. Now, one of my most anxious thoughts, and you guys are not there yet, are my kids, right? Mm. And I, I have had to really battle through handing my kids over, handing my grandkids over, because I'm like, oh, what if that happens? Or what if they haven't got enough money? Or what? If... The whole what if is such a flipping lie of the end. Robber. Such yeah. a robber. And so um, I... Hand, would hand my kids over. Now for you, whatever is pressing on your mind at this time, whether it's a project, whether it's a lack of finance, whether it's a person, whether it's a relationship, I hand that to you, God. How mm. many times do we then take it back from God? Yes, mm. but, uh, yeah, yeah, but God, I know I've given it to you, but I don't know how you're going to figure it out. Give it to God. Mm, and come so on. all the way through my day now, I'm pausing. So by the time my head hits the pillow at night, Wendy, I've actually handed so much of it to God that I don't need this to is hand so good. much over in the last hours of the day. Wow. Come on. And honestly, it has been a game changer. Get the book, download the app. And that's his wisdom, not mine. But implementing mm. it has made a tremendous difference to my life. It's wow. so simple, yet it's so profound. And I actually think, even hear you say this, I actually think this is a life-changing habit mm. to implement. Um, and it sounds very simple, but I think it's actually probably hard to like kickstart it in your life, right? When you're so used to just, oh, it's just another meeting. I'll just jump into it. I'll just jump into it. I'll just jump into it. Um, 
But I love that. I'm actually going to buy this book, you know. Come <laughs> so on. It's really good. And I'm not um, on commission, guys, but do it. Yes, yes, Come I on. love awesome. it. Come on, awesome. Also, another another question that I had while you were speaking earlier in the beginning of the podcast, where you were talking about um, engaging with, trying to engage with people and like have your heart reach out to people, but not doing that in a healthy way. Because for me, mm-hmm. uh, another experience, you know, a lot of things have happened this year. A lot of major events, crises all over the world. For me, particularly what was triggering was the Black Lives Matter revolution that was going on. Um, and other. there's plenty of other tragedies, but there have been moments this year where we have looked evil in the eye. Mm-hmm. And we. how do you balance compassionately engaging with these current events and mm. being as present as possible while not letting it pull you down into fear and being overwhelmed by the evilness. Oh my question. gosh, such a great question, Wendy. And um, I go back to, first of all, the scripture that I believe this whole podcast revolves around, which is in Philippians. And it says, do not be anxious about anything. Anything. And, and I'm, I've questioned that at times, Wendy. I'm like, well, hold on a minute, God. That's a bit much, isn't it? I mean, I've got to be anxious mm-hmm. about some things. He's like, no, that was not a suggestion, Karen. It was mm. a commandment. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, mm-hmm. present your requests to God. Mm-hmm. And the peace of God that transcends our understanding will guard your heart and mind. Right Amen. then. So, Black Lives Matter. Let me go there a minute, Wendy. <clears throat> you know my family. Yeah. Right? We are a cause family. We'll run after Absolutely. a cause. I wrote my book because I <laughs> had a cause to take down pornography off the internet. Mm, I am a cause on. person. My kids are cause people. When the, when the whole George Floyd thing kicked off, my kids had I mean they were raving they were like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh do you know what that made me really anxious because they were talking about things that I didn't understand Mm -hmm. they were talking about things around the whole black lives matter that I was like oh my gosh maybe I've said the wrong thing how will I talk Mm -hmm. to black people in the future oh my gosh I don't think I'm equipped for this maybe I've got the wrong language I got gripped by something that I didn't have a knowledge about. Yes, a desire to learn. And so I did two things, Wendy, on this issue. I reached out to a really good black friend of mine and I said, Mm. please forgive me if I've ever, ever displayed any white privilege, if I've ever said anything that I didn't mean because of lack of knowledge. But honestly, I'm rubbish at this. Can you help me? Can you help me? And, you know, if you see myself, if you see me posting something, you think, Karen, that is rubbish. Please tell me. But Mm. the other thing that I did at that time as well was don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, present your request to God. Mm. When I see something like somebody's house has been flooded, someone's house is being devoured by flames in a fire in Australia, Somebody has just split up from their partner. I cannot take all of that on. My soul Mm -hmm. was never meant to hold the pain of every crisis. But what I am called to do is present my request to God. So when it comes off a screen into my heart, 
I have to go, I'm not able to take this, but God, I give that situation to you. I give the family of that person that's just been killed to you. And so for me, it's not absorbing it into my own heart, but it's releasing it back to God. It's that whole whole pausing again. I pause and I say, God, I cannot hold this. I cannot do this. I release it to you. And then Mm. I don't carry the burden because Jesus says his burden's light. We're carrying around so many burdens of our own and other people when God never equipped us to. He said, put it on me, put it on my shoulders because I'm big enough to deal with that. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen. You are sharing such a good things that I think we should have a bell and like ring it. Because it's so good. I will ring it like five times today. It's so good, Karen. I love it. I love it. And, you know, I think... What you said, what you said there really nailed it on the head is how much of this year are we trying to carry on our own? I think that's a good question to walk away from with this podcast to ask ourselves is do we walk around completely independently, carrying everything independently and not relying on God? That's something that I think a lot of us can go explore and reflect on. Um, and be able to move forward into more freedom. Um, mm-hmm. But Karen, I think what the most powerful thing is today is um, is you sharing that actually it is okay. Because I know a mm-hmm. lot of people, um, especially people who are listening might be Christians or have been Christians for a long time, um, feel not only the anxiety, but also the guilt that comes with it of like, I shouldn't be struggling with this and no one else is. And I'm probably the only one And because all these Christians have peace and we talk about peace all the time. But actually, um, I think a freedom that we can walk away from today is that, yes, it can affect everyone. Like Mm -hmm. you said, from every generation, every age, every background, but that there is hope and that there is freedom for each and every single one of us. Um, So I'm so grateful that you were here with us today, Karen. It was so powerful. Can you just recommend that book one more time? What's the name of the book? It's John Eldridge and it's Get Your Life Back. Mm, come on. Thank you. Get Your Life Back. Also, just want to quickly encourage all the listeners to visit Karen's Instagram. It's Karen Cook mm-hmm. Coaching. Uh, without any dots or anything, just Karen Cook Coaching. Go on Instagram, share some love with Karen. Uh, follow her and um, she's doing incredible incredible work so yeah check it out well guys I know Karen was dropping entirely too many gems and nobody wants it to end do not worry guys we are coming out with part two of this conversation next week so stay tuned for more wisdom from Karen and don't even worry about it we've got you in the meantime check us out on instagram at the tribe global and come hang out with us see you around guys be blessed